Yay. Happy New Year. Big crowd. <laughs> Love it. All right. Man, it's going to be a good year, guys. It's going to be a really good year. I'm really excited. I'm really honored to to kick off the first message of the year, too. This is really cool. Thank you, Jesus, and people who are in charge. All right. Um, like Ray said, I want to I start, or attempt to start a series on, on loving the Word of God. And, and I, think, I think the Lord has given me a snippet, or kind of a perspective, on... On, on the Word, and it's, it's actually really helped, helped me to value the Word more. So I'm just going to share that with you guys tonight, and we'll go from there, alright? Uh, my passage I'm going to be reading from is the book of Hebrews, uh, chapter 5 and 6. And if you guys have never read the, the book of Hebrews, you really should. It's, it's, a, it's a treasure. The whole Jesus as priest thing is is, is pretty priestly. And it's right on. Um, yes, yeah, so I just want to I just want to hit um, in chapter five. I'm going to start with verse eleven. We're just going to read through six. Um, I'm just going to kind of tell you tell you a bit about what the Lord showed me about this first. Um, I started off in this passage because. Because the writers of Hebrew here, they to the Hebrews, they started talking about Jesus as priest and and Jesus being over the angels and basically the value of Jesus. It's, it's what the whole book's about and and where he's seated and and why and, and how his sacrifice was sufficient and and in the, right in the middle of the whole book they stop and they're like, all right, we have all this stuff to say to you, but but it's hard because. Because you just you don't get it. It's, it's you're slow to learn, and so that caught my attention. And it's it's about knowing the word and and being babies in the word and being. And so I just started meditating on that scripture and and reading it and and the Lord took me from from trying to get a word on loving the scripture to what happens when you study the scripture. Okay, so so I'm I'm gonna just kind of go down that road a bit. All right, and it just it just speaks to the truth of of the word is alive and living, and every time you start to pursue something in it, you're going to find something else. Like like it's it's just there's depths here that that do not end. Like you you can read it a hundred times over, and there's a new revelation. Okay, it's alive and living. Excuse me a second. Too much coffee again. <laughs> Disagree. There is such a thing. I can prove that. <laughs> Run with me for one day and you will have too much coffee, I promise. All right, let's start in verse 11, chapter 5. We're just going to read through into 6 through like verse 6 or something. All right, we have must, much to say to you about this, but it is hard to explain because you are slow to learn. In fact, though by this time you ought to be teachers... You need someone to teach you the elementary truth of God's Word all over again. You need milk, not solid food. Okay, so I want you guys to kind of remember that right there, all right? The elementary truths of God's Word, 
is considered milk. Later on, here in a second, we're going to look at what those elementary truths are at Rock My World. I thought they were pretty advanced. <clears throat> Anyone who lives on milk, being still an infant, is not acquainted with the teachings about righteousness. But solid food is for the mature, who by, who by constant use have trained themselves to distinguish good from evil. Therefore, let us leave elementary teachings about Christ and go on to maturity. Okay, you guys hold that thought too. We're going on to maturity. It's part of the goal of the Scriptures. It's not to stay where we're at, but it's to grow. It's, it's every, in, in this whole thing we call the gospel and Christianity, it's, it's for something. We don't just do it because we do it. We do it for a purpose. Okay. Not laying again... All right, here are those element, elementary truths. The foundation of repentance from the acts that leads to death and of faith in God, instruction about baptisms, the laying on of hands, the resurrection of the dead, and eternal judgment. And God permitting, we will do so. Do so as in move on beyond these things. I mean, did you guys catch that? Foundation, okay, the things that that we should just be, it's just the milk of the gospel, the elementary truths, repentance, faith in God, instructions about baptism, the laying on of hands, the resurrection of the dead, eternal judgment. Okay? And we're still on milk. Okay? And this is what's exciting. Like the Lord's, the Lord's been speaking this word increase over 2011, and I believe that this is this is impartial what what that speaks about. Okay, it's going to be a year of transition. And we're transitioning from infancy to to childhood. Okay, and, and we're in this process of of going from infancy to this to this newer place. All right, and we're going to look at what that new place looks like. Right, let's go on. Let's go on to verse four uh, and six. It's impossible for those who have once been enlightened, who have tasted the heavenly gift, who have shared in the Holy Spirit, who have tasted the goodness of the Word of God, and of the powers of the coming age, if they if they fall away, to be brought back into repentance, because to their loss, they are crucifying the Son of God all over again and subjecting Him to public disgrace. All right. Verse 7, land that drinks in the rain, often falling on it, and that produces a crop useful to those for whom it is farm receives a blessing from God. But land that produces thorns and thistles is worthless and is dangerous of being cursed. And in the end, it will be burned. Even though we speak like this, dear friends, we are confident of better things in your case, things that accompany salvation. God is not unjust. He will not forget your work. And He will love you and the love you have shown Him as you have helped His people and continue to help them. We want each of you to show the same diligence to the very end in order to make hope, to make your hope sure. We do not want to become lazy, but to imitate those 
who through faith and patience inherit what has been promised. Okay? Man, that's a good word. That is such a good word. All right, there's a level of, of maturity that comes with the scriptures. Okay? After we've, after we've graduated from the, from the elementary truths, which, which the Lord is starting to show me that, that the things that we tend to go for as Christians and as just, I don't know, even, even the circle we run in, miraculous signs, signs and wonders, all the things Jesus walked in and all the things that, all the things that essentially followed Jesus were more or less elementary truths of the gospel. And, and we have them in a place as our goal. And this is, I just opened this scripture to, to, to go, okay, I think this scripture is going to reveal you know, something about the word. It's going to make us, it's going to spark something and invoke something in us to, to read the scripture this year more. And I found that everything that, that we tend to go for is just elementary truths. And the things that, the, th- the things that, and it just put me in perspective. I started looking at Jesus' life. I'm like, okay, well, if, if, we're to call, if we're called to go be disciples, just like Jesus did, and we're called to, we're called to, to do life as Jesus did it, and, and we're going after the things Jesus, that, that followed Jesus around, and then these guys call those things elementary truths, even raising the dead, you know, then, then what, where's my perspective gone? Like, like, am I looking at the wrong thing? I'm looking at Jesus. What's going on with that? I mean, that's the right thing, right? And the Lord started to show me what Jesus' life is really about, okay? Like, and I think, I think this is something that's going to happen in the church even this year. Like, and I think it's even started to, but anyway. Jesus' life was about pleasing the Father. It wasn't about signs and wonders. It absolutely was about pleasing the Father. Signs and wonders followed that mentality. Okay? It's just been completely rocking my world. Verse 12 and 6. <clears throat> Excuse me. We do not want to become lazy, but to imitate those who through faith and patience inherit what has been promised. <clears throat> and the, re- the rest of this book, it, it talks about, well, even on down in 13, Abraham's promise. And the promise of Abraham was, was that children of Abraham would be a blessing to nations. And, you know, us, us going after something that's, that followed Jesus around instead of going after something that, 
that Jesus lived his whole life to propose or to do is just, it's, it's not even honoring the nations, you know? Pray for a second. Father, I ask, Lord, that your Holy Spirit presence God, would be tangible even now, Jesus. And you, you would make clear to us, beginning right now, God, the authority that's on your written word. Or that you'd you'd begin to to reveal revelation to each each heart and each mind, God, to that points us straight to the Father. Every time we open your word, God, that we that we would see that broad view of the gospel. When you guys think about maturity, what's what's? There's it's not a big crowd. You guys can can answer. What's the first thing that comes to your mind when you think maturity in in the gospel or in the word? Or just in life in general? Patience. Awesome. Okay. Okay. Attentiveness. I like it. The thing that came to my mind was a life that produces. Like, when I think of being mature, I think of someone who who produces something. You know, that has, is producing fruit that of substance, you know? A life that continually operates out of rest through obedience by faith to accomplish the purposes of God in this present age. When I think maturity, maturity in the Father, maturity in the Christian life, that's the thing that comes to my brain. A life that continually operates out of rest, through obedience by faith, to accomplish the purposes of God in this present age. In chapter 4 of Hebrews, it, it ties rest in with the Scripture, and it gives us a clue on how to walk in rest just, just through the Scripture, actually. It, chapter 4 spends a whole chapter on, on talking about Sabbath rest for or God's people, and how that through disobedience and unfaithfulness, 
God's wrath came on the Israelites and they, they weren't allowed to be in God's rest. And which tells us that there's, there's a promise of rest available for us. And chapter 11, I'm sorry, chapter 4, verse 11, uh, says, let, there, therefore, let us therefore make every effort to enter the rest so that no one will, f- will fall by following their example of disobedience. Okay? Which is weird. Make every effort to rest. Effort to rest doesn't make sense to me. For, and then verse 12 says, For the word of God is living and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even the dividing soul and spirit, joint and marrow. It judges thoughts and attitudes of the heart. Nothing in all creation is hidden from God's sight. Everything is uncovered and laid bare before the eyes of Him to whom we must give an account. Let me see, what was it? Earlier in chapter 4, Well, following their example, the way to enter the rest is to be obedient and to honor God. Okay? And, and the way to do that is, is, you, is to get in the Word. In the Word you find commands, you find God's perspective on life, and you find opportunity to be faithful and to be obedient. And being faithful and obedient releases a life of rest. Jesus, I ask, Lord, that that 2011 would be full of opportunity for us to bathe in your word, Father. Jesus, would you just increase revelation to us about who you are and about what our goal is, our purpose is, our time. Just as Jesus fulfilled his purpose for his time, God, we want to fulfill our purpose for our time. So you can have the honor and the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Bless you guys. (laughs) Home group has ended. (laughs) Go in peace.